Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Next Sunday is the first Sunday in Advent. Oh my God. Okay. Now you know why that song. That's what Advent is about. Preparing the way of the Lord. Um, my apologies for, for pausing just, just a moment. You know this church doesn't do anything. Um, and, and there's so much going on that um, there's so much of nothing going on, I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> But I'm going, to, I'm going to give you a tour of, of the chancel. Two, two new things. Don't, don't worry, you're safe. Okay? Don't believe him, Lisa. Yeah. Okay. You notice this? Okay. What is this? It's a butterfly. Okay. You notice this? Yep. What is it? It's a, no, it doesn't have fuzzy antenna. No, it doesn't have fuzzy antenna. It's a butterfly. It's a butterfly. Okay. Now, those of you, those of you who, who missed the totally amazing, okay, workshop, everything I need to know about community and worship I learned from the Grateful Dead. Okay, we were talking about Christian symbols, and we were talking ab about the symbol of the resurrection. The butterfly is the symbol of the resurrection. Thank you, Sandy for the reminders. People often ask, why, why do Christians worship on Sunday? Why do we worship on Sunday? The resurrection. Okay. For centuries, you know how worship started in Christian churches? Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. 
Some of you remember things from... Yeah, wow. Still got a few brain cells left. Okay. Christ is risen indeed is the response. Okay. Now, a number of other things very quickly. You will look in your, see in your bulletin this. All right. We will not be using this in worship today. This is for your Thanksgiving Day. Please take it home. Please spend a few minutes with it on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Martha, do you want to talk to the children? Come on down. I think you're going to have to go over there, though. Hi. So out in the fellowship hall, you'll see two long tables. And um, this idea originated from a friend of mine that I saw she had a hanging on her wall that said, the journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And I kept wondering, what is she kind of talking about, you know, and it had a road coming down. So I called her, and, she, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I went on Pinterest, and away we went from there, <laughs> 150 pages of copy paper after that. Um, so what we're going to do today is for the children to learn about the nativity in Jesus and this time. From the time of Mary, we're, we're going to go from the one road to the other, Mike is going to be telling Advent story. All the props will be on the floor for the nativity and to make the path. The children are going to create it as he talks and have questions about it from uh, Gabriel coming to Mary. Oh, and by the way, if there is a carpenter who would like to make Mary a better home, this was at the end of my energy. And um, a carpenter would be much appreciated because it looks like she... She really needed help. It's just duct taped. It's a mess. Um, and then it's going to go where then they get on, uh, she gets on the donkey and they head towards Bethlehem. Then there's the shepherds and the sheep and there's the wise men and all about what they've got and then the nativity and the star. And so we're going to try and make it a part of their life. And I, I wish that would have happened more when I was little. And um, Linda Waltz, girl, I told her I was going to point her out. She said to me, and I, um, she, when we were working on it, she worked on it, um, I said, she said, I feel like I swallowed the Bible. And I said, I knew what she meant. I knew, do you know what she meant? I, mean, I, I feel like the church is in me. I, I feel like it's everywhere I go. And I... I would want my children to feel that way. So how am I going to do it? You know, I often think when we go places, kids look to you. You're their, their God and everything. Instead of doing that, I think now, why didn't I say, well, let's have a little table where, um, or someplace on the kitchen table where we could 
put our, our, our things we want to talk about and, and take it to God and say, what do you think God would do? I wish I would have done that, and I didn't. But I think we need to do that today. So this is kind of a step in that direction. Um, there's all kinds of materials um, that are available to take and work on at home and do, and I'll add to it. They'll be there all all this month. I'd love any ideas you have, post pictures, make it. I just would like us all to become involved in bringing it home. And uh, I, uh, for my own life, I guess maybe as much as for, I don't even want to tell you what our Christmases are like. I mean, because I, it, it makes me feel like something is, is missing anymore. And I don't know how to get it how to get it back, you know. So um, I think those of us that are in situations like that, we need to pray about that a lot. So um, that's it. She helped. You're going to uh, help a little parade. They're going to have a little parade through here looking for baby Jesus, the little kids. Young adults are welcome to help. And, and every Sunday this will be here. Take it home. Give me feedback on it. And um, let's just... Rocket, I guess I would say. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, first of all, in the bulletin, it says the men, or the men's Christmas breakfast is December 9th. I think the Sunday is December 11th. So there are sign-up sheets in the uh, narthex. Uh, sign, you know, sign your name up. How many's coming? Uh, if you want to donate. Um, Sticky buns, uh, <laughs> orange juice, uh, grape juice, anything like that. Just write that Sirloin on your donations. <laughs> Some sticky buns have already been promised, but I'm just, any leftover I'll be glad to take home. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's the Sunday, it's before, 9.30 before service. And second... Um, I have to cancel Children's Bell Choir today because I have a Gospel Choir concert and I have to be in Celine by 1 o'clock, so I might not even make the end of service today. But I promise we will rehearse next week and every Sunday after that until Christmas Eve. Okay. What do you think, Lisa? Shall we get the thing moving? Yep. I just want to say one thing real quick. <laughs> <laughs> the announcements, please, please, I beg you to take your announcements home, read them, and respond where we need you to respond, please, please. We put a lot of time into these. There's great stuff going on, but we need your help to participate, so it just helps to take them home, keeps that reminder going for you all week, so please do that. And your prayer list, too. And the too. prayer list, yes. 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 Thank you, Luann. Okay. Uh, if you'll stand and join me for the call to worship, if you are able. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, come be our light and illumine our darkness. Come be our life and revive us from death. Come, be our physician, and heal our every wound. Come, be for us the flame of divine love. Burn up the thorns of our sins. Come, be our friend, 
and let us be grateful for all you are to us. And now if you'll join me for hymn number 140, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Android to sing. We do. Yeah, we do. We do. And you do. You do. Okay, we can still do it. Thank you. <laughs> Seven and one. You don't have to apologize.
Amen? Now greet one another and share the peace. There was, my, my, my memory's bad, but there was no way I was going to let that one not get sung this morning. Thank you, thank you, and also with you. Good morning. Peace be with you. Okay. Um, a number of um, of prayers to be added to the prayer list. Phyllis. Help me with names. Is it, okay, so phonetically, it works. Okay. The, the Smells family and the Perrys? Okay. Uh, two families, um, the passing of um, Phyllis's sister-in-law um, on Thursday. Remember Phyllis and, and, and the families? Now, the other one is, is it Truog? Okay. And the Myers families, um, with the passing of uh, Phyllis's cousin's husband on Thursday. So please add Phyllis and her family to your prayers for the week. As as we move to, to Thanksgiving this week, many people have stuff going on. I'd love to be able to stand here and say it's great stuff. Some of it isn't. That makes Thanksgiving harder. We're entering a season where there's part of us that says, well, you ought to be happy. This is holidays, and it's celebration time. And there's part of us that's looking around us and just says, get real. Okay? Let's be honest. Yes, there will be laughter in this holiday season. Yes, there will be tears. 
and both are okay. I've said it to you all before, I'll say it again now. I'll know when everything is the way Jesus wants it to be, because I'll feel his finger wiping the tears from my eyes. And I'll know there's no more suffering and no more pain and no more death. Until then, we help each other and we pray. Until then, we help each other when we can. And we say thank you both to God and each other. Let us pray. Oh God, it's so easy to focus on the stuff that isn't working. There are some things that hurt so deep in the heart. There are some things that are just outrageously frustrating. And we don't understand. We just don't understand. Instead of asking why what we're going to do is ask, oh God, that you take all this crap and make fertilizer out of it. Take everything that's going on, oh Lord, and make new life. New life in us, new life in those people that we love. New life in those people, oh Lord, close by and around the world that are going through such terrible things right now. Oh Lord, we can't fix it. Especially not by ourselves. When we cooperate with you and with each other, things are way more likely to work better. Brush away the tears from our eyes. Enable us to see those places where you are still giving us good gifts. Help us to understand that some of those good gifts are people that we'll see when we open our eyes from this prayer. Oh Lord, we want your kingdom to come. It's for your kingdom we pray when we join our voices together in the words you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take a moment to listen to God in silence? For God speaks in turn during prayer. Lisa, would you? Please stand if you are able and join me for a prayer, the prayer of thanksgiving. I am thankful that God is real. I can feel him and I know he is near. When I feel lonely and discouraged, I can count on him. He is close enough that I can almost see him. He tells me to be generous. He tells me to reach out to others. I am thankful that God is love. He sent Jesus to die for me. I need no other proof of divine compassion. His love for me is constant and strong. He calls me to be his disciple. I am thankful that God touches my life. My life is full of blessings. The Holy Spirit fills my life. His Spirit guides me and turns me into unexpected directions. A new way opens before me when I am against a blank wall. God is all I need for a full and creative life. I am thankful that I belong to God. Our love for each other will last forever. The best thing that I can do for him is to give him all I am and all I have. I will put away all things that separate me from God. I need God. I thank God. I praise God now and evermore. Amen. And if you'll join us for the Gloria. Song, you may be seated.
Okay. Talk to me and do it. Would the children come, please? Oh. 
some, somebody decided to not be happy? That's Annie. Annie, this is your special chair, okay? Good. That works. There's something I want to show you today, but I'm, I'm having a problem. Well, I look through my bag, okay, and I can't find it in here. No, that's, see, that's only one of them. Okay. Oops. Okay. That's, that's my take anywhere bag so that I don't use too much plastic. But it's in, in here, so you know that I don't use it very often. So anyway, I'm looking. I found a frog. Found another frog. You'll take care of my frog? Okay. Yep. Will you take care of a frog? Okay. There's one for you. Now, there's, a, I think, oh my goodness. I, a bunny. Let's see. <sighs> There's a frog. Whoa. You okay, Olivia? Okay. The glasses work. Okay. Now, I got all of this stuff in here. All right? And some of you are helping me, and that's good. I thank you. But you know what? The one thing that I'm looking for, I can't find in here. I can't find a thank you. I left it in the office. That's a good bet I probably did. Yeah, the bunny's sitting on your lap. Okay. This is neat, but it's not a thank you. What does a thank you look like? How do you how do you how do you recognize one when you see one, when you hear one? Oh, come on. What does thank you sound like? Is it really that hard? Yeah? Okay. After me. One, two, three. Thank you. One more time. Thank you. One more time. Thank you. Oh. 
Now we know what it sounds like. What does it look like? Thank you for taking care of my frog. Can I have him back, please? Thank you. Thank you for taking care of my frog. Thank you for taking care of my frog. Okay. Thank you for taking care of my bunny. Thank you for taking care of my minion. Now do we know what thank you looks like? Do we know what thank you sounds like? There's a day that's going to happen this week. It's on Thursday. You know how that works? Monday, today is Sunday. Then comes Monday. Then is Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Unless, okay, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Thursday is Thanksgiving Day. Okay. You're going to have food on Thanksgiving Day? Okay. You're going you're gonna to have... Oh, they are. That's special, isn't it? Whoa, cool. So you got special things. Yeah. Okay. And, all right. And good things will happen. Okay? Good things will happen. And when good things happen, okay, take a little minute and say thank you to the person that made it happen. It can be hard to stop and do it. But stop for a moment and say thank you to the person who made the good things happen. All right? Now, thank you is important for another reason. We talk about God, okay? God, we talk about God being love. Whoa! Whoa, are we all right? Oh, no! Oh, no. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why big people tell us to not run. What can I say? We talk about God being love. One of the ways that we show love is we say thank you to people who make good things happen in our lives. Okay? That's a very important one to remember. Let's have a prayer. Thank you, God. Thank you for all the people in our lives that make good things happen. Thank you for being loved. 
Thank you for showing us what love means. And help us, O oh God, to show love to each other. Hear our prayer. Amen. We have some things for you. Please say thank you to Miss Lisa. Yeah. You, you care to have a lollipop? Yeah. It's awfully hard to deal with strange big people. Thank you. There is a hymn to sing. Would you stand if you're able? What are we do? Oh, did I? What? Phyllis, what did I forget? Oh. We're going to take the offering. I'll get out of the way. Amen.
we are at Thanksgiving time again. The year has gone fast and slow at the same time. The year has been full. Thankfully, oh Lord, it's been full of blessings. Yes, it's been full of work. It's been full, oh Lord, of aches and pains. Surprises both good and not so good. On the whole, we are blessed. And we thank you. Take our gifts. Take us. Use all for the glory of your kingdom. Hear our prayer. Amen. Would you join together in the hymn 102? Beautifully sung, you may be seated. The scripture focus for this morning is taken from Psalm 92. I'll be reading the first five verses. Your homework is to read the rest of it. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. 
At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The last few weeks have been full of cool things and crap jobs. Sweet things and stinky stuff. Notice how I cleaned that up? You recognize the title of the sermon? How sweet it is. <laughs> you have to be ancient like me. That was Jackie Gleason's line. How sweet it is. <sighs> the last few weeks have had indescribable moments, and it's hard to know where to start talking about it all. Most folks know about the Miracle Riverside. That's the retreat place that Susie and I have. Even after it's 12 years old, it's still pretty much unbelievable. I pray it stays that way, unbelievable. So many unexpected and good things have happened. It's amazing when something works out well in a totally unexpected way. When I tell you that God blesses, I'm speaking from experience. I try to be honest enough so that you know that my life isn't all sweetness and light. But there are places how sweet it is. Even when everything goes right, there still comes that moment when we have to go to the toilet. Come on, people. We have crap jobs to do. Real life intrudes. M most of my crap jobs have been paperwork. Not your paperwork. Thank God. I love it when you snort, Martha. <laughs> okay. But everyone knows the job isn't finished until the paperwork is done. Sadly, sometimes the paperwork gets messy and complicated. Sometimes the paperwork is just senseless. Okay, I apologize to you, Dottie. We got to redo the um, salary thing again because we took off money that we can't take off. Okay? But... 
It was one of those places where I sat and I thought, you seriously have to be kidding me. Now, there have been other indescribable things that have happened. What Sheila shared last Sunday, okay, about the family of a friend who's dealing with a health crisis of their young son, reminded me of a phone call from a friend a few years back who called and just wanted to talk. He had just finished spending hours at his dying mother's bedside. He cared for her pretty much nonstop. And then she died. It had been at once an extremely beautiful and terribly sorrowful experience for him. He had found himself praying for and not having enough words to say either to God or to her. He would just let the tears flow. He would thank and praise God. He would sing songs of praise to God and for her. And then her breath went back to God. And somehow he knew it was good. I felt blessed that he had called me to try to talk about it. In all that mess, he'd experienced a touch of the divine. I know that life has been a real roller coaster for some of you. You've had some real highs. You've had some real lows. Some of it's been exciting and breathtaking. Some of it's been scary and sickening. Some of it's been good beyond words to describe, and some of it has been tough. <sighs> there are no words. Some of it has simply been numbing. Some of it's been sweet. Some of it's been bitter. One thing for certain, none of it's been easy. None of it has been easy. We can't always choose what life brings us. We really can't control everything. I try. Okay. Did I ever tell you I'm obsessive compulsive? You're shocked? Especially, especially those who work most closely with me. <laughs> okay. Life is just life. Life as we live it together is often not what God wants. 
you face a disaster and you talk to me about it, one of the things you will not hear from me is this is God's will. No. God is love. God is love. God is love. The problem is us. Some of you heard me say, I'll talk to God and I'll say, God, why did you let this happen? And then I hear this voice, okay, that says, uh, Mike, why did you let it happen? I sent you. Oops. Life is not always God's will. God is always working in life. But we often don't cooperate with God. Okay? Altogether too often, I'm going to clean this up. Altogether too often we fill our lives with crap. And then we complain because we think God is too slow turning the crap into fertilizer. But God invented fertilizer, people. God knows how to make new life grow. In life, we can focus on God and God's will. The quality of our life is not totally determined by what happens to us and around us. The quality of our life is strongly determined by where and how we focus. It's determined by how and what we think and feel about what comes our way. Please notice, you did not hear me using the word attitude. In what I just said to you. My mom would tick me off. Oh, she would tick me off. I don't like your attitude, boy. And Ma, everything just went to crap. I'm upset. I don't like your attitude. I hope that's mom's laughing. <laughs> to what do we pay the most attention? How do we really pay attention? It's hard for us to do. There's always too much going on for us to keep focused without really working hard at it. Our heads and our hearts get flooded. We have trouble sorting out what's good and what's not. In our focus where we want 
our, is our focus where we want to be? Is our focus where God wants it to be? Okay? How many things did I pull out uh, of the, the, the bag with the children's sermon this morning? Hmm? I thought I heard it. Nine. Okay. Can you tell me what they were? Where was your attention? Three frogs. Mm-hmm. Two hats. Because there were three frogs. Two hats. You just had four frogs. You just had five, five frogs. No, we're, we're miscommunicating, aren't we? <laughs> okay. These kids were watching. Whether they had their feet on the back of the seat or not. They knew what was coming out of that bag. What are we paying attention to? What we pay attention to greatly affects the quality of our life and our character. Life is full of both good and bad. Mostly, we are surrounded by much more sweet than we are by bitter. Yet we tend to pay more attention to the bitter. It's not that we are to ignore evil. It's not that we are to pretend that everything is sweet. It's that we are to actively look for the real sweetness in our lives. It's that we are to give our attention to God and the works of his hands. Most often for us, God is the invisible gorilla in the action of our life. I'm going to do an advertisement. Okay? The church just received a $1,000 grant for a large screen TV and a laptop computer. If we ought... Yeah, uh-huh. Okay? If we had it, I would, right now, I would show you Okay, a test. It's an attention test. It's a video. And after the video, I would ask you two questions. How many times did the people in the white pass the basketball? How many times did the people in black pass the basketball? Did you see the gorilla? It's on YouTube. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'm being supported by other authorities. <laughs> okay. Most often for us, 
God is there. God is in the game with us. But we don't notice. It's important to ask ourselves this question. What will it take? What will it mean for us to focus on the works of God in us and around us? Did I ever tell you I was in a car accident? I, see, I can't remember all the stuff I've told you. Did I ever tell you I was in a car accident? Okay, did I tell you I almost died? Oh, okay. Did I tell you that that ended up resulting in some major changes in how I am and how I do things and how I feel? Some changes in how I look for God? The wisdom of the Holy Scripture tells us, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. That's from Proverbs 4.23. And mostly we don't want to think about how we think. One of the main reasons we don't is because thinking is rather like walking. If you think about walking, it gets harder to walk. After your plane crash, did you have to think about walking? Yeah? What was harder, the walking or thinking about it? <laughs> I found that thinking about walking made it almost impossible for me to walk. Okay? There have been people in some of my parishes that I watch them come through the door and I know they have to think about walking because they're having trouble. They're having trouble putting one foot in front of the other. And if they don't concentrate real hard, they're going to end up on the floor. When we start thinking about how we think, it gets harder to think. How we focus and pay attention shapes how we think. If we don't focus and pay attention, then how we think gets filled with holes, mistakes, wrong turns, dead ends. Life fills with bitterness. We don't get much sweetness in those terms. We don't have the values or the information that we need to do good thinking. We make false starts. We wander in the desert of too much information. We shrivel and die of spiritual thirst. We end up overwhelmed by evil and bitterness. I have concerns about our nation and about our world. It has very little to do with individual people. It has to do with how we don't see God. Folks, God is here. 
Jesus is here. What's it going to mean for you and me to act like it? Live like it? Notice I'm not giving you a checklist. Notice I'm not giving you thou shalt nots. If we are doing good thinking, if we are doing good feeling, then we will be headed toward God. We will have the mind that was in Christ. We talk lots about what would Jesus do, but we rarely ask the question, how would Jesus think about this? You read through the the New Testament, the whole thing, not just the favorite verses, okay? You read through the whole thing, and you get acquainted with a Jesus who says, you know what? I'm going to take this thing, turn it upside down, shake it, and see what happens. you got to be thinking, come on, Mike. No. What do you think he was doing when he said the first will be last and the last will be first? That's only one of the examples. I'm going to turn it upside down. I'm going to shake it. Let's see what happens. Would Jesus jump to conclusions? Would Jesus assume he had all the answers? Would Jesus think it was all about him? Would Jesus always say, oh, ain't it awful? How would Jesus find the sweetness of God, God's presence in life? When we don't pay attention, when we don't care how we think, when we can't see how sweet it is, we can't be grateful, we can't praise God, we are often disappointed with today's failures in gratitude. What else can we expect from people who don't pay attention and don't care how they think and they feel? What can we expect from those who don't see the sweetness of God at work in life. Thank you. Gratitude is about more than a mere thank you. To be grateful, we have to know the depth of our own need. We have to know we can't do it all by ourselves. Thank you to all the people who rescued my behind this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
We have to know the generosity shown by another is undeserved. And it has to do with showing how deeply we value what the other person has done for us. To be grateful means that we show that what was done for us has changed our lives for the better in an important way. God always works in our lives. God works every moment. God works in every breath we take. His work is sweet. We taste that sweetness every time we give thanks. We taste it every time we sing praise. That sweetness gives us reason to be grateful each and every day. Not just Thanksgiving Day. Amen? I know that that's going to go down in history as one of your, my favorite, or your favorite sermons that you heard me give. Okay. I'm up here and I'm reading your body language. Thankfully, God is our help. 117 is the closing hymn. If you are able, please stand.
If you'll join me in the benediction. In conclusion, let us fill our hearts and minds with those things that are good and deserve praise. Things that are noble, true, right, pure, honorable, and lovely. Let us put into practice what we have heard and learned today. May the God who gives peace be with us and go with us. Amen. Now. Amen. Amen. If, if your name is green, you will not be hung. <laughs>